Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Thanks, Lindsay. It happened on Wednesday night. I was presiding over Holy Communion, and after saying the words of Jesus, I just kept going. Our Father, who art in heaven, and startlingly, my mind caught up with my mouth. And I thought to myself, am I praying the right prayer? You see, the prayer came without prompting, without thinking. The prayer just prayed. Sometimes I think we know the Lord's Prayer so well that we don't even think about those words in which we are praying. Our minds wander to other things. Yet the words still come and are spoken, and the prayer is prayed. Today we included in these short verses in Luke's Gospel both the New Revised Standard Version, which is the typical translation that we hear in church every week, but we've also included the Message Bible, which is actually a paraphrase in more everyday language. Placing them side by side, maybe we can be awakened to hear something of this prayer in a new way. The disciples come to Jesus and they say, teach us to pray. Jesus does not direct the posture of the prayer or who should pray it. He simply taught them to pray both the way and the words. Maybe Jesus knew that prayer is not about being right or good, or prayer is not only for certain people. Prayer is about praying and asking God for what we need and trusting that God wants to know and then respond. And so through this prayer, Jesus makes prayer accessible to everyone and everything. Martin Luther says, to pray is to call upon God in every need. To be aware that we cannot on our own figure it all out, take care of ourselves, or take care of others, or make the world right. Did you hear that? We, on our own, cannot make the world right. And this prayer then, taught to us by Jesus, God in flesh, speaks into every need. For God to show up, for God to set the world right, to feed us, to forgive us, to protect us, it speaks of a trust that God is really invested in what happens in all things. So we can actually ask for them. 
The petition of this prayer that shimmers in the season of Lent is your kingdom come. Reveal, God, who you are. God's kingdom is here, whether we pray or not. What we are asking when we pray this petition is that God's kingdom be made known to us. For God to show up now and also to show up in what is yet to be. We are praying and asking that God will be revealed, that we may experience the specifics of his presence, something or someone that reminds us that God is close, that we are not alone, that our lives matter, and that God chooses to nestle himself right where we are. And when we ask for this, we open ourselves up to the ways that God will come. And that means we open ourselves up to see what we normally see and open ourselves to others to look for God in all places and people. This Lent, we have created space to listen to the stories of prayer. Allison Narr, Summer Anthony, Don and Lynn Schoen, Pastor Jane Buckley Farley, and today Sue Wilson. And what's so interesting is each person, as they shared their story, have spoken of prayer, but they have also prayed. Prayed as they have told their story, prayed as they have called upon God in their need, prayed as they named the struggle the questions, prayed as they have spoken of how God has been revealed, not to take away what they were experiencing, but to be revealed in it. This is the last Sunday in Lent. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, which marks the beginning of Holy Week, that sacred time during the year that we hear again the story of Jesus' last three days. As the story of Jesus is told, the entry into Jerusalem, the Last Supper, the betrayal, the arrest, the torture, the isolation, notice how prayer is ingrained in this story. The ongoing plea for God to be revealed the prayer to receive what is needed in the moment for God's will to be done, a prayer for forgiveness in the midst of suffering and chaos, and even in the silence of the cross, the place of death, creation groans in prayer for God to be revealed for his kingdom to come. Maybe Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer to connect us in life and in death, to speak beyond what we can understand, to a way to ask when we don't have the words, a way to trust when we don't know the way ahead. I think about people whose memory has faded or is fading, who may no longer know those that they love around them, but when the Lord's Prayer begin, everything becomes known. The rhythm of the prayer brings clarity to the ambiguity. It happens in unconsciousness when a loved one is held in the delicate space between life and death. 
When they have not spoken a word in days, there will be a mysterious comprehension when this prayer is prayed, a movement of the lips in a quiet amen, a lifting of the brow, a short new breath, a slight squeeze of hand. It is a prayer that's imprinted on our body and spirit like a leaf embossed on a muddy road. Something is made known and fulfilled when the Lord's Prayer is spoken. And it is always for the gathered community, the vastness of the world, to give access to God, who always promises to be close. Luther says of this prayer, there is no nobler prayer to be found on this earth, for it has the powerful testimony and God loves to hear it. So today, just pray. Amen. <laughs> 